Hello. And Hi. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> the next episode of Bikini Things. It's Jamie and Laura, and we're going to get you caught up on everything and then going to ease into our next episode. Yeah, we have a good topic today. I'm excited to talk about it. It's one that I've wanted to do with at least one other bikini girl. I did this topic previously by myself, and I just don't think it does it justice because it's always good to collaborate. But yeah, how have you been, Jamie? I've been I've been good. I actually just got back from um, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, it was um, it was really fun. Um, I went on Friday for a, a conference, and I was able to speak a little bit and interact with other people, including other doctors. I work for a surgical practice, and I had a blast. I, I flew out on Thursday. Was able to see two of my closest childhood friends who live out there, and I stayed with them. I karaokeed and and <laughs> it was so much fun. I I was sick and I was like, nope, I'm not missing a chance to karaoke. So I just did it anyway. And now I came back on Sunday and now here we are, new week. That sounds fun. I'm sad I missed it. I would have loved to come with you. There's and more. just <laughs> do it up. But yeah, no, I had a friend's birthday this weekend and a demo. So no Vegas for me. Yeah, but I saw the pictures. There was a large group, and then yeah. your your roommate, Mary-Kate, was there. She's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love Mary-Kate. You're surrounded by a good group of people. We love so. Mary-Kate. Mary-Kate's a friend of the podcast. She's been on... She was on last week's episode. We forced family funder oh, last gosh. time. Yeah, like, she was just in the background with her glass of wine. I yeah. think she said about two words, but... But she was very encouraging, though. Yeah, she is very encouraging. She laughed at my, my jokes, so, I mean, yeah. that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> She's the left hand of the podcast. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, no, it was um, it was good. So, what were you what were you speaking about when you were in Vegas? How to overcome difficult situations and how to overcome financial obstacles when dealing with with patients. Um, I I I deal with a lot of difficult people, and I try my best to be patient. But like getting different feedback and interacting with other people while also giving your experiences really cool and very humbling and I'm one that always likes to learn so I feel like you can never stop learning and and it was it was really fun I love doing stuff like that and it's so funny to me how comfortable I am speaking in front of a large group of people yet when I'm on a one-on-one interaction with anyone that I'm trying to date I, like, freeze up like a squirrel that's been electrocuted. The first time we recorded a podcast, you were, I think, pretty nervous. I was. I was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had, like, a full notebook of notes to almost read from. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 let's put those away. It's because I'm so type A. (laughs) Well, you're organized. Yeah. But actually, it reminded me, too, so this this is actually the biggest reason why I didn't go to Vegas. I had the women in STEM, or girls in STEM event at a Episcopal school in Orange County that I was a panelist for. That's awesome. So kind of in the same vein where just sat in front of a room of high school, middle school girls and their parents and talked about why science, technology, engineering, and math is important and what I do for a job and what it classes look like. And so it's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, you're very inspiring. I would have loved cool. it. I would have so loved to. I would have loved to go to that. So one day, cool. one day we'll... And Laura and I's crazy, busy Tetris of a schedule, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. No, it is kind of funny, though, that we both had events like that this weekend. 
Um, what else? What else is new? I got, I don't know. I'm. (laughs) 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 I'm every time I laugh, I start coughing. Um, everything's been going really well. Like I just, I feel like myself again, which is really good. Um, good. How, How are your workouts and your nutrition and all that going? Way better. It's way more consistent. I mean, I keep switching between working out in the morning and at night depending on if I want more sleep or need more sleep but um I know nutrition's the huge the biggest part of how you feel and what you put in your body reflects even your emotional state and I when you eat crap you feel like crap even, 100%. even though I do love me some donuts occasionally oh gosh, and- I've been thinking about donuts I haven't had any in couple weeks I think yeah we 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 like we like the donuts but um I mean like being sponsored by a meal prep company definitely does help though Mm -hmm. because then I don't have to cook even though I like cooking I know skinny bee meals thanks Chris um we it, it takes up time sometimes that you don't have that you when you're as busy as you and I are with being pulled in so many different directions and wanting to do so many things it helps it helps a lot and the food's so good yeah it's so good I'm trying to do um for a couple reasons I'm trying to do at least a week ideally more like a month of no dairy I've tried this before I tried this back in January and I always cave turns out donuts have dairy in them Oh, of course. Um, of course they do. I feel like you they... breathe in California air. Oh, dairy. Like Yeah. So I'm just, I think I'm, and I ordered a food allergy test online. So this uh-huh. is, I think, from Everly Well, which is one that a lot of people have um, posted on social media. I have a friend that did it and really liked the process, and she felt like the results she got back were really good. But I'm, I don't even need the test to tell me I'm not, dairy and me do not mix. Like, I definitely have some type of allergy or lactose intolerance situation so for the sake of just how I'm feeling how I'm looking my skin I think I'm breaking out a lot because I've been eating dairy in the past so that's that's my new thing piggybacking on what Laura said about dairy um sometimes when they're processing the dairy there's like a hormonal component um that does alter and trigger certain hormonal acne if you're sensitive sensitive and I would get cystic acne. Um, I know there's like a, a mapping technique. I don't know how much I believe in it, but it would tell you where your acne is on your face, what your body is telling you, whether it's versus digestive, um, maybe like a detergent or a soap or anything. And I would get cystic acne on in the middle of my cheeks, and it's from healthy gut bacteria and digestion. And I pretty much very rarely touch dairy mm-hmm. and I mean around our special womanly issue per month I I usually have diminished my breakouts but I used to cry about it like it was stressful and painful and I felt like people were just looking at my skin and um it's kind of the science of nutrition and what affects yeah it's crazy it's, it's awesome but it's yeah it's intense too at the same time yeah yeah, because I'm at the point where I'm, like, thinking about these super expensive 
dermatology, like laser facials and all this stuff. And I'm just like, Laura, why are you about to shell out all this money when literally you just need to try to give up dairy first and see what happens? Like get your willpower together. Stop being a goofball. Like just see what happens. Yeah. There's so I have a, I have a book actually you can take with you. It's, it's the science of good skin and it talks Ooh. about nutritional benefits with Ooh. skin health. Oh, I All, um, it's in my, there's, okay. I'm looking right now. I'm looking at my like wicker basket full of a million books, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll okay. give that to you, but yeah. it's, it's a good, it's a good read for okay. sure. Yeah. Cause the thing is too, is when I'm on prep and I'm never eating dairy, my skin usually clears up. Yeah. Ironically. <clears throat> so. But um, I think that's a good segue for our topic today, which is what to expect on show day. And this was a listener submitted topic idea, something they wanted to see. And I covered this, I think, back on episode 20 by myself. And I actually did spend, I re-listened to it, spent most of the episode talking about what to expect on prep. And then I was kind of getting sick, spent the last little bit talking about what to expect on show day. And I just felt like for a topic like that could definitely expound a little bit more and get other people's feedback and just have fun with it. So Jamie's here for that. Yay. And we can talk about show day. Show day's the best part. I love, I love getting dressed up and I love makeup. I also feel like show day's the worst part. No, I get so excited. Yeah, I literally like... I get like the kid at Disneyland. Like mm-hmm. I almost can't sleep and I'm like, you should really probably sleep because you're going to mess up anything. But like I get the, I even like the Dorito tan. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I love the whole process and I like the whole, like you worked so hard for this one moment, like, and you, nobody That's did true. it but you. That's and it's true. so rad. Okay. Okay. Am I changing your mind? Oh, you're you're changing my mind. Yeah, the part, okay, the parts I like are actually getting on stage and the part where you get to show it off. The rest of it is just, it feels like really stressful. Like, you have to have bags and bags of stuff. The Dorito tan, you have to be so careful about touching anything or sweating on anything or getting a drop of water on your skin because that Dorito tan bleeds. Yeah. And I don't know. It's a lot. But then, like, once you ha- once you step on stage, once you have that moment, you get, like, that adrenaline rush that you get after you ride a roller coaster or something it's like that. It's so good. Like, yeah. I blacked out. I told you. I, on the other episode that Laura recorded after I did the cowl last year, which is May of last year, when they called me first, I literally I blacked out. I was like, I didn't, I couldn't see anything. And I was just standing there, and I was like, hopefully they're not telling me to turn or anything anymore because... I was so excited, mm-hmm. and like the sparkly bikini, the hair, the makeup. I could see how it could be stressful. Maybe I'm not as stressed because I don't have to worry about them running late because I do my own hair and makeup. Yeah, you're so competent with hair and makeup. I mean, you have the makeup background, and your skills are great. So I think that's part of it. Is I always have to rely on someone else. Yeah, and. Leading up to my shows this past year, I would have, I had multiple nightmares of me showing up late to the show, which I'm never, I'm not a, I'm such a punctual person. I had one dream. This is, this one was so vivid. I think I like woke up in cold sweat. So 
Um, you know, Margaret with Toxic Angels uh-huh. bikinis, and she's amazing and wonderful, and shout out to Toxic Angels. I had a dream where I showed up late to the show, I slept through my alarm or something, Margaret has a booth at the venue with a bunch of bikinis, and <laughs> I'm running so late, I didn't have my suit with me, and literally she throws me this pink bikini that it didn't even look like in like a stage bikini it was like crisscross neckline but it was still blinged out it was barbie pink and i'm literally changing as i'm running through the audience to run on stage as they're calling my class it was my nightmare and then i wake up cold sweats <laughs> as i'm running to the stage yeah no that's not yeah so I had some dreams that my connectors broke. Clearly there's a lot going on in my subconscious leading up to show day. Yeah. Why are there always suit dreams though? It is suit. It was not hair and hair and makeup or tan for me. It was, yeah. it was like I had a dream that my connector just broke on stage. Like yeah. a suit, you, I guess you don't have as much control. That's probably Maybe. it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. Being able to do it yourself or doing it yourself is less stressful. So for like the Frigno in 2017, I did do my hair and makeup myself because I didn't feel like I had a good option. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know anybody in Palm Springs, so I didn't want to pay the show, the like, the venue hair and makeup because it's very expensive, and I was just kind of doing that show just to do it. Yeah. So I was trying to save a little money, and I think that, that kind of helped because it's like, okay, I'll just get up and, you know, flat iron my hair, and I'll put my makeup on at this time, and you kind of know, I guess, but... Anyways, I'm going on a tangent. No, I, 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 um, so, show day. Should we start from the run, the run of the beginning of how everything. Well, let's start with, I think we should really start with the day before slash check-ins. And the one caveat I want to include in here, um, I said this on the last episode is, so my only experience is with muscle contest shows in Southern California in the NPC division of bodybuilding, um, and then I also did the Frig now, I forget the name of that event producer. Um, West Coast Classic. Um, NPC West Coast. West Coast Classic. I don't, but that's no, not the production that's company. that's the one I did. It's not the, it's, what, the same, the... it's the same production company, but same. I don't, yeah. Um, we'll look it up, we'll put it in the notes. Um, but either way, Jamie and I have only done Southern California shows in the NPC, and so that's our frame of reference. Like, neither of us have done a national show yet. Um, we haven't done shows in a natural bodybuilding league or the WBFF or anything like that. So what we're talking about is specifically NPC show day with the context that we've mostly done muscle contest shows. So not every event producer will work the same way. Not every show will work the same way, but we'll kind of try to keep it general. So you still kind of have a, a rough idea of what the process looks like. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. So let's start. Let's start with the check-in and the day before. Yeah, I, I usually the check-ins at the event hotel, and you'll get a play-by-play. You'll get an email, what time your athlete check-in meeting is, and usually it's separate for men and women, depending on how big the show is. They sometimes they combine, um, they divide it up by category, or sometimes they just do gender. Um, for the Cal, I know they split it because it was a pro men's bodybuilding show so there was a ton of athletes there was over there was 3,000 athletes at that that show no, there weren't 3,000 300 300 more than that maybe yeah there weren't 3,000 athletes 
Why did I think that there was? It could be like five hundred. I don't think it was. Okay, I gotta look that up because it was three something, and I don't. Then it's not. It was probably it was probably like three hundred amateurs plus the pros. Oh, okay, I understand. That's probably. I was like. all right, se- segue. Anyway, you go. <laughs> I'm all like, there was nine billion people there. Yeah, um, literally. Literally. When you when you go to the meeting, I feel, I always try and talk to people. Sometimes it's intimidating, though, because people are looking at you. I always wear everyone's, the baggiest clothes. Everyone's sizing each other up. Oh, I'm the same way. Well, you're about to get tan, too, so I wear usually whatever I'm going to yeah. put over the tan. You see everyone in a wide variety of outfits, though. I've seen girls in, like, crop tops and, like, oh, yeah. dressed up and, and looking cute. Look- and I'm all over here, and I look like I belong on the, the street asking for 25 cents because I wear, <laughs> I wear the most baggy, like, baggy stuff, but I just... I don't know. It's very interesting to see everyone's super, super competitive, but it's fun to meet people because you've all been through the same thing and you've all yeah. been training. Yeah. So a little bit, I would say a little bit more logistically, that check-in meeting is probably, it's usually the day before the actual show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is at the event hotel. And then usually what that looks like is there's for men or women, some type of meeting where the event producer is going to give you instructions about what you're doing, but pretty much you're there to get your number, which you put on your suit or your trunks or whatever, whatever you're wearing on stage. And then you're also there to get a wristband. Yes. Cause they have wristbands for competitors to mm-hmm. let you backstage. Um, the tanning company may even give you a wristband if you are tanning with them at the venue. And then you can also buy stage photos. So that's really, like, what you're there to do at the check-in meeting for the most part. And I would always recommend buying stage photos because if you want judge feedback, they want to see professional photos of you in order to give you an accurate accurate representation of, of where you need your most progress. Because if you give them a photo that was taken from 90 feet back from an iPhone 4 and it's blurry and it's shaky or any of that, they're not going to have something – they're not going to – give you feedback Mm -hmm. so it's important if you're really trying to go the distance to make sure you take the time to buy those photos and and look at your progress over time yeah yeah that's a good point I mean even not just for the judges feedback but also the fact that you've worked so hard for so many months and what's another 70 80 bucks for stage photos I know that's usually what they cost at least here in SoCal um so why not have those high quality, high res images of yourself looking your very best? Like if it's your first show, that's or just in general, if you've been competing for a while, those photos are probably going to be you at your physical peak. So why not yeah. get some photos of that? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, too. You get all hyped up when you get them back and, and you're like, wow. And it, it's. It's cool to see what you look like from a different perspective because you see yourself every day. And then to see the final package after all your hard work is really gratifying. Yeah, especially with the hair and the makeup, oh, the suit, 100%. the jewelry. Yeah, yeah, you won't regret it. Yeah, so. the, the blingy bikini is just, oh, it's raining outside. Yeah, it's raining. So, so I was like, <laughs> what is coming in my room? Um, the blingy bikini, the hair, makeup, all of it just creates a total kind of feeling and overall ambiance and mm-hmm. it's it's awesome yeah it looks awesome so okay so from the check-in meeting 
usually what happens is you go get your first coat of spray tan after that. Yes. At, spray tan is tan is the is one of the most important things because you you get judged on that as well. If you're not dark enough, if you're not even, if you're splotchy um, or patchy, then or if there's a run in your tan, it can dock you points. So um, to prepare for for the tan, you you want to wear loose clothing. Um, make sure your skin's exfoliated, and they give you instructions when you register. And I would. Always, always, always register register with the venue tan because if something goes wrong and you don't have a way of getting it touched up, then you're, you really shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you get water on yourself or anything like that, you're, you would end up paying for the venue tan anyway to get it fixed. Absolutely. Pretty much. And then, yeah, to prep for the tan, you kind of have to shave your whole body, like for women. You do. Not only are you shaving your legs and your bikini area, you're shaving your arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they send you all that instruction. But, yeah, you'll just want to prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, work. you'll be a naked mole rat for a few days beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's part of it. Um, and typically the tanning is group tanning. So just... Yes. That was something I did not expect. Um, my first show and it was like a little bit shocking. And then after that, like my second, whatever shows I'm like making friends drying off in the tanning room. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing on, nothing on. So that can be a little awkward, but it's no different than a gym, gym locker room back in high school or something like that. Yeah. It's like a, it's a group watering hole, except you're all Dorito colored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, too, if you're staying at a hotel, you want to bring a extra pair of black sheets because mm-hmm. if that tan rubs off on anything and it stains, you will be charged a fee from the hotel and you don't want to pay any extra fees. Um, you want to wear something loose to bed. Usually I kind of make sure um, when I competed, it was in the middle of summer and it was hot. So make sure you have air conditioning because if you sweat, um, you will have green armpits and that is no joke. So you want to make sure you're in a cool environment, um, you're relaxed, you have your feet propped up and you're just get a good night's sleep and it's important. Yeah. I really like satin PJs for sleeping in. In the past, I just kind of done baggy sort of sweats or like loungewear and I was really good at ruining my tans because I would... Even if I had the AC blasting, I would still get too warm. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year I ordered a set, like a top button down and pants set off of Amazon. That's that a are good satin idea. PJs. So. I have a satin robe, but no, that's yeah, a good idea. Yeah, the satin PJs were great. And I just like wore them around. I think I wore them to BJ's. You did. That night. Yeah. You did. I remember. <laughs> I did. Yep. Yep. yep I did. But they're um, cute though. Yeah, they're cute. They had like a little pink trim. Yeah, they did have like a Is that weird that I remember that? <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. You're very detail-oriented. I'm very visual. Yeah. Um, so you can do that for the tan. And then that night, so the night before the show, once you've got your tan, um, you're kind of just going to go chill at your hotel room. And you may, your coach may ask you to do probably some type of check-in, like photo or video, or see you in person. Um, you'll probably eat dinner, and then you'll be cutting your water off, I would assume, um, sometime around dinner. I think mm-hmm. most coaches will tell you to do that. It's not to say everyone will, but you don't want to be drinking a ton of water the night before because basically you want to wake up in the morning looking as dried out and 
lean and mean as possible. Yeah. So usually like, I don't know, six, seven o'clock, most people, six, seven, eight o'clock, depending on how late you're staying up and what time you're getting up in the morning, you're not drinking any more water. Yeah. So make sure that you're following your coach's orders and your whatever they tell you. Don't listen to everybody's different. Nutrition's different. Coaching's different. Um, so if you've been following a certain way and then you decide to incorporate someone else's roadmap, you are um, kind of risking it. So so make sure you're just, everything comes down to this final final day and, and you want to peak at a certain time. So you look great on stage and uh, it's important to make sure that you take all the necessary steps and they, they might sound little, but they really make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a good point too, is making sure that you're prepped and have all your food ready that you might need. Like the night before that day, you don't have to stay in a hotel. There are definitely people who don't do that, especially if they live close to the venue or they're in that area. But yeah, if you're staying at a hotel, definitely make sure you've got all your food ahead of time. You kind of have an idea of what your coach is, um, what they're going to want you to eat the day of the show. So that way you have everything with you and you're not stressed out or like borrowing food from people. I think pretty common stuff for like your normal meals, but maybe no vegetables. And then like things like rice cakes, nut butters. Some people will pump up on a little bit of candy or something sugary, but. Yeah, my coach had me do apple juice and honey and I like, I was like, okay. And then I, and it. I mean, it worked. I got first place. So. But it was kind of cool to watch some a, a different technique than what I had previously done work so well for me and mm-hmm. figure out everybody's different too. Something that works for someone else might not work for you and it's all trial and error and it's about learning. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, kind of in general, like carbs and stuff like that, like the fast carbs, honey, apple juice, candy, all that stuff, it works. It's... I think the place where people get themselves in trouble is overdoing it. Yeah. And then you can kind of spill over a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen to what your coach says. I mean, men and especially are very different than women. You'll see men's competitors smashing like half a box of donuts before they go out on stage, which Jealous. is just not fair. <laughs> Such BS. But yeah, us bikini girls, uh, even like a full donut would could be enough to make you look a little soft on stage so a little bloated on the bottom so you gotta be (laughs) so you gotta be careful um but yeah having all your food ready is a great idea and then what else so having your food prepped and then okay so I guess yeah the night before you just kind of want to like take it easy maybe maybe you hit your poses a couple times but um mostly you just want to make sure you're like packed and kind of have maybe like a little mini bag to take to the venue the next day Another uh, key point is I know it's hard and it's almost impossible, but stress or cortisol actually causes inflammation. So if you get too stressed out, it can actually affect your physique. So you want to make sure that you're surrounded with people that you feel comfortable around or even by yourself if you feel more comfortable by yourself. But um, really take it easy because you work too hard for 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 that to happen at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say the last couple of days especially like stay off your feet as much as you can just mm-hmm. for like water weight, swelling, um 
shedding the water weight, stuff like that. And especially like the day of the day of sit down as much as possible. Like don't be up walking around standing while you're waiting around, like sit down, take a beat, put your feet up literally. Um, but yeah, so then, okay, so then it's the morning of. Hooray, show day. You wake up, you wake up 90 shades darker. Yeah, you wake up, it's like Christmas morning. Um, so you wake up, and that is probably going to be determined based on when your hair and makeup are. So if you're not doing it yourself, if you've got someone you've booked, that's probably going to determine when you need to get up and get going. Yeah. Um, because you have your tan, um, if this is not already obvious, there's no working out. Um, no, nothing on show day. I don't think I know anybody that, that does that. So me either. Yeah. Um, but I have had people ask me that before. Like, oh, do you like get up and do cardio? No. Um, be, you'd be, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. Um, well, you would be no. dripping the spray tan. It would yeah. just be like a, yeah. so that's um, not, so that's not a thing. So you're basically just going to get up and you're going to get your hair and makeup done. And based on what your coach wants you to eat that day, you'll kind of figure out the timing of your meals. So I think most often coaches will just kind of have you eat what you've normally been doing for breakfast. Like they don't want to change things up too much. Um, The biggest exception I've seen with um, both coaches that I've worked with is that in general, the night before and the day of, I'm not eating any vegetables. So the meals I have, um, they're they're kind of similar, but it's just take out the vegetables because it can make your stomach look bloated and... Um, and you just want to avoid that. Like the digestion of the vegetables and the fiber can make your tummy look bloated. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the same case scenario for, for me. And this is also not the time to introduce new foods that you never eat. Because if you have not eaten any type of like, I don't know, for instance, if you've never eaten almonds and then you decide to use almonds to pump up, you don't know how your body is going to react because it hasn't been eating it. Yeah. And it's just... It's not a good idea. Yeah. So kind of just stick with what you've been doing. Like, if anything, you should, you could and should probably be able to just kind of eat what you've been eating and just time it in a way um, so that you go on stage not looking like you've got a full tummy, but looking, Mm -hmm. you know, muscles looking full, looking good um, and looking kind of dry from the water cut. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you got your hair and makeup. And depending on, you can kind of go a few different ways. Like girls can book, you can book someone you know, you can have a friend help you, you can do the hair and makeup at the venue. There's a couple different options there really. So what your day looks like will probably largely depend on what you, what you decide to do. Yeah. And, and you can always bring a few things. You kind of want to keep what you bring to the venue, venue minimal because there's not a lot of space backstage. Um, and then you run the risk of, I know I know it's on our system, but you don't want to leave anything that's really important back there just in case. Um, but I always usually bring like a curling iron and some hairspray and I go to the venue fully ready. And that's just because I wake up to my own hair and my makeup and then usually have my tan or mm-hmm. whatever and just do final touch-ups and I just... I yeah. just like to be fully ready. Yeah, I do the same thing too, except I guess the difference is I'm usually having people help me with my hair and my makeup. And typically um, the people I've worked with will come to my hotel room. 
Mm-hmm. Um, although I did have Crandall, who's amazing, do my makeup for the San Diego show She's in December. Great. So I, I had to go to her to do that. But my hair was done first, and then I got my makeup done and then went to the venue. Yeah, you look stunning. Thank She's you. She's very talented. She's amazing. She's wonderful. Um, okay, so you got your hair and makeup done. You're at the venue, and that's a good point, too. So you do want to keep your stuff pretty minimal. Like, maybe you have a little gym bag, or um, I like to bring, like, a little tiny rolling suitcase just because it's easy. That's what I do, um, <laughs> Like, I'm getting it's ready. It's like a Lisa Frank suitcase. Mine does. It's really Yours embarrassing. Does? Yeah, it's bright. Oh, gosh. Mine's just, like, a little black one. But um, it's a good point because it is it is sort of honor system. Like, there's no lockers. There's not really any security. So I always get nervous about my stuff getting stolen. Me, too. Yeah, it's not great. Um, If you have friends who are in different classes, sometimes you can watch each other's stuff. Or I'll even roll the suitcase out to my family, like, right before I go on. I did that for my last show. You did that? Yeah, and my dad was like, don't leave your stuff back there. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So my dad's out there, like, this big, burly man watching Mm -hmm. this pink suitcase. It was pretty (laughs) funny. It's pretty funny. I love it. (laughs) My dad's a good sport, though. He's funny. Yeah, so that's something to keep in mind, too. I mean, yeah, if you have friends or you kind of make friends with people backstage, you can maybe ask them to watch your stuff. But, yeah, in general, you don't want to be bringing lots of valuables with you. Um, yeah, and bring makeup, bring hairspray, anything you might need for touch-up, like a hairbrush. Um, a, I always bring a sewing kit in case I have a suit emergency. That's I bring, a good one. I bring a backup suit. Um, maybe a backup pair of heels in case the strap on a heel were to break. That Um, happened at one of my shows. Yeah. I had my very first show, actually. A girl that I had talked to, the connector on her suit broke, and I had a sewing kit. And she, like, came into one of the areas and was, like, you know, freaking out. Aw, poor thing. Almost in tears. Like, does anybody have a sewing kit? Does anybody have a bobby pin? And I had a sewing kit. And she was able to kind of put it back together and get back out on stage. So she was... Very, very grateful. Um, and I also just think, like, Murphy's Law, if you come in prepared, you will not be the person to Jamie have and Laura's Law. It's not Murphy's no, Law anymore. Murphy's, <laughs> no, it's Murphy's Law, right? Because anything that yeah. can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. So if you've prepped ahead of time, you have your sewing kit, you have your backup suit, you will not be the person to have the suit problem because you got a backup. Yeah, I usually print out, this is type A OCD, I print out a checklist because when you're doing a million things and you're about to, like, you're just starting to recarb load. Sometimes, I mean, I get a little space cadet. So I want to make sure I have everything. And, like, learning from my first show, I was like, oh, I don't want to drip on my tan. So Dixie cups, mm-hmm. believe it or not, help splashing or any type of water. And uh, when you go to the restroom, I know it's, like, TMI. But there's little tiny hacks that that definitely help make your life easier in the long run. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of them. Yeah. Get some Dixie cups. Yeah, I could post a list. I, I'll look at Mary's blog has a, a list on it. So I, I've gone to that. Like I did that this season just to kind of do a sanity check of what I packed. Yeah. Um, that was really helpful. And um, also you could have like one of your other competitors like say, hey, I brought all this stuff. Am I missing anything? Because I feel like I'm missing something. I know Laura and I did that. Yeah. We're like, wait a minute here. Yeah. Second yeah, set of eyes done. always helps. Okay. So, you've got all your stuff. You're at the venue. Then what? Then it's showtime. Well, okay. <laughs> well, there's also, there's, there is also usually an athlete's meeting, right? That's true. In the morning. Yeah. So, usually they have different meetings. 
Um, so maybe if you're prejudging at 10, like around 8 a.m., they're starting meetings for the different categories to bring you up on stage if you want to go. You don't have, I mean, they say the athletes' meeting's mandatory. You don't have to go if you know what you're doing. Um, if it's a new venue, always go because you don't know where you're standing and you don't know what side you're walking in from. Yeah. Which could alter your posing. Yeah, that's true. Um, so they'll have the athletes meeting and that's when they'll tell you kind of where to go, how many seconds you have, what to do. Um, you can usually go out and hit a couple poses in your shoes if you want to, which for some people I think helps make you feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then, yeah, then there's prejudging. So it's like hurry up and wait, though. The shows have been having the shows are like being at an airport. I think that's why I don't like them. They're oh, a little yeah. stressful and there's a lot All of right. waiting. There's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. That's probably the the most part where you're just like, OK, like I'm ready. I've been training for X, Y, Z amount of time and I am so excited. And then it's like, OK, we're supposed to go on at this time. And since shows are becoming more popular, their classes are bigger. So if you're in the tall class like Laura and I are, you're at, you're at the end. So prejudging starts at at 10. And I remember I didn't go on stage till almost 2. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second round, I didn't go on stage until like 10 for finals. Because mm -hmm. you guys were last at the Cal, right? Yeah. And that was a very large show. It was like 10.30 almost. Yeah. So they'll have, they should have an order of events somewhere, um, like a printout sheet that you can grab and they'll ha be giving them out to audience members too. Um, and they may even have monitors backstage too. Like they may have monitors for you to watch who's out on stage, but that time you've got to be paying attention because if you miss your class, you don't get a makeup chance. So you got to be paying attention. You got to be ready to go. You got to be where you need to be, when you need to be there. Um, and so I, for the most part, I just kind of hang out backstage. Like, I don't do too much. Like, I'm not necessarily running around to the vendor booths a lot. Um, I'm not sitting in the audience watching the show. I'm usually just hanging out backstage and trying to keep a beat of where they're at. Yeah. And, like, when to time my next snack. Because based on how many people are in the show, like Jamie said, prejudging started at 10, but she didn't actually go on until 2. So... You know, you don't want to, you don't want to eat right at, I don't know, you don't want to eat too early and then be hungry and starving and like flat by the time you got on stage. And then you also don't want to time your next snack or your next meal like 10, 15 minutes before you go out again or before you go out for the first time, because then you could look bloated and full and not the way you want to. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a timing game. Your coach should be able to help you with that. Um, but yeah, so then prejudging happens. And what does that look like? Prejudging is the best because you can kind of get a gauge. Not always. I don't want to say this, but a gauge of where you stand with your competition. So you're in your lineup backstage and, um, you go out, do your routine. And then there's this thing called first call outs. And that is the money shot. And if you are in that first call out, you are looking at placing higher. Um, and if you are the first person call out person called out and you're not moved from the center, then you're looking like either first or second place, usually by standard. Would you would you agree? Yeah, so in general, 
if there's only, like, let's say there's only five or six people in your class, there's probably only one call out. If there's like mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20, they'll, they will have multiple call outs. So the first round of call outs, like Jamie said, is going to be the top five or six placings. And then typically the person who is left in the middle at the end of that call out round is probably going to be awarded first place. But yes. it's, judges always have right to change their mind. If you don't show up, um, you kind of disqualify yourself. Um, and then, you know, kind of around them will be like second, third. So basically the closer you are to the middle, the higher you're probably going to place. And they may do multiple rounds, but it just totally depends on the size of your class. And if you're not, if you're not in that first call out, you are waiting on the side, smiling, holding your posing, looking at the judges. And not being a Debbie Downer or a Bitter Betty or a sore loser because you are a competitor and you're an athlete and regardless of what you place you should be consistent and that's well just regardless any for any millisecond that you're on stage you got to be smiling that too I was going like (laughs) I was going real literal with it I was just like don't be like don't have yeah it's yeah but that's a that's a good point because I think what a lot of people do is they um you know, they'll act a certain way or they'll make comments or even worse, they'll post stuff on social media when they don't like how they place. Um, and I think that's really, honestly, I think it's really tacky. It and is. And it makes you look like a bad loser, like a sore loser. It's distasteful. First of all, you're being, if you were judging yourself, then you wouldn't be doing those competitions. So you are asking to be judged from an athlete standpoint and compared to other athletes. So if somebody's better than you, then somebody is better than you. It's just how it, how it is. Yeah. Cause you, you don't really know what the judges see when you go to a show. I think it's really obvious when you sit in the audience, how the placings are going to go. Oh yeah. Even if you're, even if you're really new to competing, you kind of have an idea of what they're looking for. It's really easy, easy to pick it out from the audience and that's another reason why getting the stage shots is a really good idea because Absolutely. it's really easy to see what your strengths and your weaknesses are in those photos. And usually in those photos, too, are some pictures in your call-out group. So you can kind of see physically how you stacked up with the girls that were called out with you, Yeah, and which is always nice. Sometimes somebody wins by a landslide. Sometimes it's very marginal. So yeah. it's very helpful to know and gauge and... and um, Something that's different is somebody could be completely on point with their physique and look like, oh, wow, she's going to take it, but not know how to carry themselves on stage or have posing presence or know their angles. And someone else might win that might not have as good of physique because they know how to represent themselves and their physique differently. So that being said, don't judge a book by its cover. You don't know what somebody else is going to be bringing to the table. And just yeah. do your personal yep. best. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, if somebody looks amazing, but they're slumped over and they can't walk in heels, it looks really unappealing. And somebody who maybe just is not quite as lean or not quite as full, but carries himself really well, hits their angles, you know, highlights their body to the best it can possibly be is going to look a lot more appealing and a lot more likely to do well. Yeah. And... And that's the, that's kind of the beauty of the sport. It's, there's so many moving parts to it that really factor into that overall. And if you have it and it works, it's just a cohesivity that, that, um, gets you noticed. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, 
it's that's why I enjoy it. And the yeah. show day, that's why I love show day. Mm-hmm. I love it more than the actual prep, even though oh. the prep, it, the prep and the grit, like I love the prep. The the prep, it's it's awesome, but that's show day, man. Nothing. Yeah, you like the process. I, I like, like the, the pro- final result. Well, I like both. I just it's. For me, it's a lot of, like, that airport scenario. Like, yeah. a lot of hurry up I and wait. See. And then when I get out on stage, I'm stoked. When you get to celebrate after, I'm stoked. And also, I think I just love feeling like shit. And so, I love prep. And I, love, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... I, I think, love challenging myself, yeah. No, I think I love overdoing things. And especially overdoing oh, I things understand. Where, I, where I can make myself feel bad. So, that's, that's its own separate well, thing. Well, next time when we do a show, maybe I'll make it less airport-like for you yeah we should do one together and I think that would be I mean I like try and not everyone's super amped up to talk backstage but I sure as hell try like I've made a few friends backstage but I'm all I'm like chatty Kathy like regardless and um I want to talk to people and I'm all excited so that's not for everyone and that's okay but I love show day. Yeah. No, actually, that's, to be fair, I do I do make friends with girls backstage on show day. I'm pretty friendly, and it, I think it makes the time pass a little faster if you've got someone to chat with. Absolutely. So, okay, so pre-judging. So they call out the girls in your class. You've done your routine. Um, sometimes at bigger shows, you won't even do your routine. They'll just call people out. They'll call them. Yeah. They'll rearrange you, and then they'll say, thank you, ladies, and then you're done with prejudging. So can kind of go one of two ways. Most shows, you're probably going to do your routine. Um, bigger shows, you may not. And then you've got a break in the day, and, and that can kind of depend on how big the show is. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not. Usually it's at least two hours. Um, but if it runs long, then uh, then it's... It's about two, but more. What do you like? Four or five? Okay, so I, I have a couple things. I think it can it varies based on the number of people in the show. So yeah. most of the contest is pretty standard. That pre judging starts at ten, final start at five. For a small show like Gold Coast Classic, my first show, and and I worked the Body by O booth a month ago. There were it was a small show, so we were done with pre judging by about I don't know twelve fifteen twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. And finals won't start till five. So you've got a four and a half hour break. Um, I got like... I and keep in mind, bikini is usually last. <laughs> I know, so, yeah. so you're not even really going out on stage at five. It's just when it starts. That's yeah. when like bodybuilding is going on. Um, and then a big show like Jamie's The Cow that she did last year, which is a huge show. I think prejudging didn't finish until like 3.30. And yeah. then final started at five. Yeah. So... Really short little break, like just enough time to maybe like eat a meal, touch up your makeup, and get backstage again. Yeah. So it it really varies. So yeah. either way, it's one of those things you got to pay attention. You got to know when you're going to be back. Know the order of events. If you're a men's bodybuilder, you're probably first, so you got to be back for sure on time, if not a little bit early. But if you're bikini, you can you could roll in a little bit late if you want to. Just just don't don't, don't be actually, too late. Yeah, don't be too late. <laughs> I say that, but I'm like, I'm like, oh, don't be there at five. You don't have to be there at five, but then I'm, I'm like, like five oh two. I'm the person that's there five oh yeah five p.m. Yeah, there. me too, because I would rather be five years early than one minute late. Yeah, story yeah, of my yeah. life. Yeah, avoid that bikini nightmare that I had. <laughs> bikini. Um, <laughs> so then finals. 
is the best part. That's where the awards get handed out, and that's how you find out your placing. Um, so you same get your thing. tiara. Yeah, they'll go through. They'll go through the order of events again, and they'll give out the award. So it actually may move a little bit faster than pre-judging. You might find because the judges, for the most part, have probably made their decisions during pre-judging. So they're gonna, you know, let everyone come out and do their routines, and everyone will be on the wings, and then they'll just start handing out awards for the most part, and it, it goes pretty quickly when it's like that. Um, what else? So yeah, that's when you get your award. That's when you black out because you're so excited. Because you're so excited. Um, yeah, and they'll probably, so if you get top five, um, you get like a trophy or a medal or something like that. And they'll also probably ask you to take a photo as a group Mm -hmm. after that. So sometimes for bikini, you all hold your hands up together. Sometimes you just get close together, but don't, don't run away. Yeah, they do. Take they photo. did photos back. Yeah, they did photos backstage too. Mm-hmm. Like we were in the hallway of the. Um, there's a the venue in Culver City. Mm-hmm. Um, before they changed the venue, um, they took top uh, top five photos in the hallway, and they came out really cute mm-hmm. too. Like little. Yeah, there may be like a press photographer or yeah. something that will ask you for photos. Um, yeah, and then once you're done, you get to go eat. Although, okay. To be fair, if you're doing multiple categories, that changes things a little bit. You have to wait. <laughs> so if you do multiple categories, this is for prejudging and for finals, you will do your routine the first time on stage, and then the second time you will just kind of hit one pose. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you just to hit your front pose and then sign off. So and then you s- file off to the side, yeah. Yeah, so same thing. So like for finals, if you're in both novice and open or you're in masters um, or even all three, You'll do your routine just during the first one, and then you'll come back out um, for the other categories. Just hit a pose, and then get the awards. And then you, the more categories that you do, the better, because you'll get more experience. You'll feel more comfortable on stage, and and um, sometimes athletes don't register for multiple categories, so you might place different too. So that's true. Yeah, that's also an upside. Yeah. It is a little bit. It's pricier. Pricier. But, it's but worth it. you worked so hard, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then after you're all done, take photos with your friends and family. Take lots of photos on show day. Take lots of photos because you'll want to remember how amazing you looked. Um, then you get to go eat yeah. and celebrate. I was so, like, so tired. I had what? I had french fries. I didn't even have, like, a full meal. I was just, like. Which show? The cow. I I think like we got out of there. Was it? When did I say bye to you? Like almost midnight. Like eleven thirty or something. It's almost midnight. Yeah, yeah, I think I left. I was working the show that day at yeah. a booth, and I was packing it up around like eleven eleven thirty. Yeah, it was. I didn't even have a complete meal. I had like, uh, nothing but cakes and French fries. Like really? Yes. Did you I was just so tired. Uh, they're like, "Do you where do you want to go?" And I was like, "Honestly, I'm just tired. Like, I just, I, I really just want French fries, and that's all I wanted, and that's what I got. And they had like pastrami on them. They were rad. Ooh. They were good, but Ooh. it was what like the restaurant is that? I'll have to, I'll have to get the name of it. But okay. it was a spot that I had looked up <laughs> that was near the LA venue. It was like okay. ten minutes away. Okay. Um, and they're open late because okay. there's a lot of spots that they close early. They close a little earlier. Yeah. So, and I was just like, yeah. I have cake. And I just wanted chocolate cake, peanut butter, and french fries. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. Yeah, that sounds no. awesome. Yeah, actually at the Frigno, 
I made some girlfriends there, and we were, like, chit-chatting about, like, going out to eat, getting a cocktail after, and I was so stoked for that, because I was, like, there by myself. Yeah. And the show went so late, like, we got off stage around 11.30, and it was a, I want to say it was a Sunday in Palm Springs. I think it was a Sunday, because the pro show was Saturday. Mm-hmm. So everything was closed. Oh, no. And I was like, what am I going to do? I think I even brought some, like, cheat meal food with me. Like, I brought, like, I made, like, some beef and rice with, like, butter. That I was like, oh, this will be a cheat meal. <laughs> the things that become cheat meals, it's like, like just, this. I know. I know. Worst. I'm like, ooh, I'll eat an apple. <laughs> Getting <laughs> spicy. Um, and so I'm driving home from the venue. It got too late, and we're like, you know what? We're all too tired to do this. We're not going out for dinner. So I'm all bummed, and I'm like, okay, I got that food in the fridge. All right, so... I'm driving back. I got to make a U-turn to head back towards the hotel. And as I do that, I see on my right an In-N-Out burger. Oh, <laughs> the game like, has changed. It was like, yeah, oh! it was like manna from heaven. And I just, I drove there and I remember sitting in the In-N-Out, like having ordered my food, got my little receipt in my hand, got my Dorito tan, got my medal around my neck. And I was just so freaking happy. Like yeah. my extensions are still in. Like, I'm just like so stoked. I know. The and look- I've got my cover up like homeless person clothes on. So you've got the hair, the makeup, the tan, the metal, and then like homeless person sweats on so top of So funny. Of it. Yeah. But it was amazing. That Dorito tan though, in comparison to everyone else, you get some great looks. And then you almost forget that you're like so tan that you're like why are people looking at me and you're like oh you're like, oh i look like i'm hawaiian or yeah, yeah. it looks completely completely funny people, people don't know what race i am right now yeah um <laughs> so yeah so that is that's show day i'm trying to think anything else we haven't covered? yeah we touched everything yeah from and peanut the, butter okay. <laughs> the, i guess the last point too um i definitely recommend keeping your hotel through that through the show day through the following day because it's kind of nice especially if you've traveled um especially during the break in the middle of the day just to chill and like maybe take a nap or relax a little bit yeah you you don't want to be driving home after you don't know how long it's going to go exactly and it's nice to just kind of enjoy the area that you're in especially if you aren't accustomed to it so enjoy yourself you worked hard yeah yeah okay well I think that's it then. I think we covered okay. everything. We covered it. From Dixie Cups to cheese fries. Yeah. <laughs> to placing first and blocking out. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop. Okay. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Bikini Things. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe. You can also listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, bikinithings.com, and submit your topics questions anything you guys want to dm us on instagram at bikini underscore things great one we'll see you next time thanks for listening bye-bye